I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Find sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and uh, as Heather Kelly just uh, reminded us, uh, the governor just announced in his press conference this morning that uh, anyone 16 years of age and older could begin signing up to receive the vaccine starting next week. Uh, very important there, and a great step forward. Again, the state has been very efficient in terms of moving out the vaccine and getting those Shots into arms, uh, which is a, a great thing for the state, and uh, we continue to lead out uh, in that way, which is uh, really significant. Uh, there's a lot of things going on uh, across the country. Of course, the tragedy in Atlanta, uh, we're still following the uh, fallout of that as details uh, become available. And it has raised an important issue uh, and brought it, uh, while we're not certain it is the contributing a contributing factor uh, in uh, the the tragic events in Atlanta uh, over the last few days, that uh, surely it is something that is part of the uh, the issue to be sure. And uh, great piece in uh, Deseret.com today by Savannah Hopkinson. Uh, Savannah is a section editor for the opinion section at Deseret News, originally from Vancouver. Uh, she's an award-winning columnist, uh, photojournalist, and uh, just one of the great writers uh, we have here in the state of Utah. And she joins us. Uh, Savannah, thanks for uh, stopping in today. Always happy to be here, Boyd. Uh, so I, I want to get to your story uh, because you have a, a unique perspective on all of this. And we're going to start with a conversation you had uh, with your mother. But I really want to frame our discussion around the uh, the end of your piece uh, which shares something from the Asian American community, and that is ethnicity is not a virus, hate is. Uh, and so with that as a, a backdrop, uh, let's start with the conversation uh, you had with your mother. Give us your backstory uh, and how that conversation began. Yeah, so the other day I was talking to my mom, who is Filipino, and she mentioned how she had this encounter um, while she was at the store. There was a stranger who was, watching her and it's that kind of stare that you get that you know is very uncomfortable kind of bearing into your soul a little bit and and you're not really sure how to react so she kind of made some distance and went about her business and turned out that this individual followed her uh into the parking lot and and she was getting a little bit concerned and he just kind of cornered her and asked you know are you filipino and she wasn't really sure how to react to the, um, the news of things that had been going on lately. And she felt very uncomfortable. The, the kind of vibe that she was getting off of him and the way he phrased the question made her uncomfortable. And she, you know, distanced herself from the situation as quickly as possible and left. Um, and thankfully, you know, it didn't go beyond that. Um, but it was something that stood out to her is just one of those moments where you realize that somebody is looking at you as as your race or your yeah. ethnicity and, and making a judgment on you for that. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's such a, uh, a, a disturbing thing to even think that still exists, uh, in our society today. Uh, of course, over the last couple of days, the, uh, the hashtag stop Asian hate has been, uh, trending, uh, on social media. 
from your perspective, Savannah, and and your background, uh, how do you how do you translate that? How do you incorporate that into into your daily life? I think for me, the message really hit home because. You know, we see these acts of physical violence, these things, and we tell ourselves that, no, I would never be that person. I would never do that. And that I think that is true for 99% of people. Nobody could ever imagine doing that to someone because of how they look. Um, but we need to address, like, this casual hate, this casual racism that many of us uh, who are Asian American experience on a daily basis. It's something that I write about in my piece and how everything I've learned about race and what it means to be Asian American and, and Asian is based on my time here in the United States. Um, and just the questions I would get, you know, these things like, where are you from? And no, no, where are you really from? You know, when I say Canada, a lot of people, that's not the answer that they want to hear. Um, or having people talk about the weird food I eat or, or you know, praising me for understanding my, my parents' accent. Um, these are the little things that we need to address, because if we don't, then that rhetoric that we hear about, you know, the, the China virus or these terms that really just um, are bad about all of Asia, then that rhetoric turns very dangerous. And these little biases that we may have, if we don't address them, they can turn into horrible events like the events in Atlanta. Yeah, and I, I think that's such a, a vital thing to, to point out, that it, the rhetoric does uh, add up over time in many of these things that uh, people may not even realize in terms of, of bias uh, and perpetuating that bias uh, are, are of, of great concern. And, and so often we do just kind of skate across the surface uh, of those conversations uh, when in reality uh, the rhetoric does matter. The words do matter. The words have meaning. Absolutely. The words we choose are important and the messages that we choose to promote. And that's why I want to promote that message that you know, being Asian or the ethnicity that you come from is not a virus, but hate is. Once this pandemic is over, then it will be over. But the hate that was cultivated or those messages that were sent, the, the impact they have will not leave unless we address that now um, and start to address, again, those biases and those dangerous messages we've been promoting. I've written many times about how words matter. And I think that the events in Atlanta are evidence of that, that, you know, it could lead to something like that in the future again if we don't start to just really accept people for who they are and look at us as individuals, you know, dehumanizing others does not increase our own humanity and putting others down doesn't lift us up. Oh, that's so, uh, so important. Very well said, very well written. Uh, Savannah Hopkinson joining us from Deseret News. Uh, her piece is on Deseret.com and it is, uh, it is worth a deep dive and a deep think uh, today. Savannah, always appreciate your thinking and writing. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, again, ethnicity is not a virus. Hate is. And the, the anecdote to hate uh, is really seeing each other, seeing deeply and valuing the differences uh, in all of us. Uh, that's what we're really after. It's not about being blind to everything. It's about seeing and seeing deeply. Some great thoughts from Savannah Hopkinson today. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for some bottom of the hour news. A lot to to uh, weigh in on today. If you're just joining us, uh, we heard from Spencer Cox uh, <clears throat> just a few moments ago uh, that all people 16 years and older will be able to sign up next week uh, to get a vaccination. Great step forward in the pandemic. Stay with us for more right here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, 
a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.